0: Says we're live. Welcome, 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 welcome. unicorn, unicorn. I I don't see it on the page yet, but.
1: Dr. Garcia and Michael Lee. One mission, one war.
0: Not quite there yet. Friday night live with. We're live.
1: Welcome, 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 Welcome.
0: unicorn, unicorn. (laughs) Join Andrew Wall.
1: Hector Garcia and Michael Lee.
0: Who are those guys? <laughs> oh. Make accounting fun. Welcome to Friday Night Live with Accountants. Are you ready? Well, happy yeah,
2: I'm ready.
1: Friday, everybody. We are live. I am uh, live from the cottage, uh, which is a nice little treat for us. Um, at least we, we hope we're live. Uh, we've got a special guest with us this week. I think a lot of you know who she is. She is the co-founder of 28 Financial Services, um, she's also the founder of Empowering Tana, which is something really interesting. We'll, we'll definitely get into a little bit about that uh, later today. She's also the co-founder of Helm, um, which is the cash flow app that everyone knows all about. And most recently, she's the head of the accountant channel for FreshBooks. So thank you, uh, Twyla Verhalst, for joining us today. I had to practice uh, with, her, with, with Twyla before she came in. How are you doing today, Twyla?
3: Nice one. You did it. Uh, I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. And uh, you, you nailed
0: it. We're good. <laughs> so so Twyla, it was just dawned on me when I sent you that email the other day to set all this up that I had an ancient email for you. And I thought, you know what? I've known you for a long time without actually knowing you in person. Um, yeah. Of course, you have a recruiting background. I think I knew you in your Robert half days. And then you went on to to work with Shane Wallace. And I've known Shane forever. And that was the email address I had for you. And I thought, wow. And then of course, 2080, um, I knew all about 2080 because um, highly successful cloud-based accounting firm before we really had that in Calgary. And then of course, it was it was um, Helm that, that brought us face-to-face finally at one of the yeah. QuickBooks Connect. So the long journey and here you are. So I'd love to hear how you got to fresh books and, and, you know, what's up with Helm? And those are questions that were asked last night at a different event I was at. So I promised I would ask you that.
3: Yeah, for sure. Where do you want me to start?
0: <laughs> well, it's up to you. Based
3: on what you most want to know from that conversation. The, last the hot night.
0: gossip,
1: right? <laughs>
3: when my ears should have been burning or ringing or whatever that saying is.
1: Well, the first yeah. question I want to know is how the hell do you manage all this? That's the first yes. question I want to know. Uh, yes. How do you, how do you juggle Four, five, six, seven different balls in the air at once. Yeah, that's pretty freaking impressive.
3: Well, well, thanks. And I will say that you know, um, there's parts of what you've listed off that I don't do as much in anymore. So, um, for example, the the firm, I I've really taken a step back now from the firm, simply because what you just said, I just don't have time to do it at all. Mm-hmm. And you know, the last two years of being with Helm and co-founding him, and getting more involved in the community, which is, as Brad mentioned, that's where we even met, even though we live in the same city.
2: <laughs> exactly. Uh,
3: you know, I really I really love this community, and I love being a part of the community and the, the global industry, especially though in North America, and I had to make a decision. What do I want to spend more time on? And as much as I love, you know, spending time with clients and really helping small businesses, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I grew up in a home where my parents were small business owners. I love that side of it. And that's really what brought 2080 to, you know, to its fruition with myself and Calvin. But um, I, I felt like I I was ready to move on from that. And, um, you know, it was a really difficult decision to, to stop working with clients and stop kind of doing that part of the firm. Mm -hmm. But I have put, put that aside now. And, and, um, and then my role at Helm has also decreased. I mean, I'm still a co-founder and I still have ownership in Helm. But I, um, you know, we really made the intentional decision to make a kick-ass product. And so um, really what we did is you know, we brought Kelvin and I's vision around a cash flow forecasting tool to fruition in 2019. And that came from our own need out of our own firm and working with our clients. And so we launched with the two apps in 2019 gathered some great feedback along the way. We've always had a vision for what the next part of Helm would look like or the next phase of Helm would look like. But we decided that there's a few other things that we want to fine tune and make better along the way because what we're finding is the tool was built for Calvin and I's vision, and that wasn't everyone's vision. And so we found that some people, it wasn't as um, it wasn't as simplistic to use as it was, as we thought it would be, and it felt like for us. And, and it does feel weird when you're an accountant at heart, you're used to say spreadsheets and being able to see the data, it, it does look and feel really weird. And so we have decided to put all of our resources for 2020 into the product. And as you're going to see over the next few months, the roadmap unfolding, you'll start to see some of these new features that the dev team is heads down on. We've hired, um, our one dev was only part-time, he's full-time now, we've hired an additional dev on our team. And so that's really where uh, Helm's headed and what Helm's up to this year, which means that my role, which predominantly in Helm was talking to people, the marketing, getting the messaging out there, that, that's kind of taken a step aside now because we want the product to, I'll say catch up, maybe that's not the right way to say it, but to, to accelerate the product means that I took a step back from marketing the product so mm-hmm. that we could put those resources into accelerating the product and make it the product that we still think is going to be kick butt product. And now with COVID, cash flow is an even hotter topic than it ever has been. So we want it to be a tool that more people can use so that they can then help their clients. So that's kind of what's up with, with (laughs) home.
1: Cool. Um, Now, what about FreshBooks?
3: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, gosh, I started talking to FreshBooks, honestly, back last, last fall, but really my initial conversations with them was that they, I found out that they were starting, going to start to build out an accounting channel. And I like probably a lot of accountants kind of, Chuckled because I had known the Fresh Books that was what's called Fresh Books class or the classic Fresh Books. I
0: think that's what um, everyone knows, yeah, right?
3: Uh, yeah, that's what my my LinkedIn says I'm certified in Fresh Books and it's on that old version that I never truly put a client on because it wasn't a robust enough platform and it didn't even have double entry accounting And I set Fresh aside in my firm. Um, when I saw that it wasn't robust enough. And so last fall, um, when I heard that they were gonna start to build a new accounting channel at that time, it was more, is it does it make sense to integrate Helm with FreshBooks? That's really what the conversation was about. And that was also at the point that we're like, well, if we've got some accountants and bookkeepers that are, it's not quite ready for them yet, it's definitely not ready for a small business owner yet. And we've got small business owners on it, but it's not what the tool was ever built for in phase one. So um, I knew that they were going to develop out this channel because of talking to them about home. And really that dialogue just didn't, can, didn't ever stop. Um, I kept talking with them and, you know, was trying to even help them. Like, have you thought about this person to look at to hire? And, and just dialogue around the channel and, and me getting to know fresh books as the new platform. And then, as we started to make have these conversations inside of Helm that were truly really difficult conversations to have, when you're stepping away from your business, and in what you put your <laughs> all of your energy into for the last two years, then the conversations then with FreshBooks just started to pick up as the conversations inside of Helm with Calvin and I, and our board and our advisory board was that I was going to take some steps back. So that kind of re-engaged me with. FreshBooks in a different, in a different light to say, Hey, I'm going to come at you with a different idea. And then it just all kind of progressed from there uh, with FreshBooks.
1: Yeah. So, I I mean, I'd love to know a little bit more about the, and I I don't know how much you can share about the, the FreshBooks vision, because obviously, like you said, they've, they haven't really had an accountant channel in the past. Um, You know, I believe they've got a fairly new uh, CMO chief marketing officer Mm -hmm. to know that they were, uh, they were looking. So I think it's like less than a year the new CMO has been there. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um,
1: so I'm imagining they've got a whole big marketing push and plan. And obviously, I mean, you know, amid COVID, you know, we're not going to be seeing events and, and, and those types of things anytime soon. So what is the what does this marketing plan look like to build an accountant's network um, for FreshBooks, you know, in the era of COVID?
3: Yeah, I mean, great question. Um, uh, and you're right, you're bang on with all of what you've said in terms of them having a new CMO and, and um, you know, creating a vision. The one thing, though, that I'll say is that they did attempt this channel a number of years ago. And um, obviously, I wasn't at FreshBooks at the time, but-
0: In that I, channel? <laughs> I think you? I'm still in it, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Um, and and they, they did attempt it. And I, I, I think people who were here, like at FreshBooks at that time, wouldn't correct me if I said it failed. And it, it failed from everything, all the information I've gathered. It failed for a few reasons. Uh, one is that the platform was the classic version, and then accountants got on there and said, this isn't even double entry accounting. So that was, the technology wasn't there. And then I- Oh, the horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And
1: yeah. And at the time, they were out there running commercials. Saying we're an accounting platform. We're sexy software accounting
0: software. software and it just yeah, yeah, yeah. it's hard to take you're it early seriously. On marketing
3: <laughs> and you know, you know what it the the if we kind of peel back the layers of where I think that came from is what my understanding is and um is that to a to a business owner, that was accounting. Accounting for a business owner was yeah. get my invoices sure on so I can get money in my bank account. So you're totally right. To to all of us, it wasn't an accounting platform to yeah. the their target. The, and what their target knew about accounting that was an accounting platform but but i totally agree it wasn't an accounting platform at
1: that time right. but hopefully they've learned now that they have these influencers which are the accountants who are basically going to say no that doesn't work for us go over here to this yeah. because what would happen right like yeah. if people yeah. brought in their stuff in fresh books or sometimes even wave uh, you know accountants would switch them over to qbo or zero that yeah. was you know, so you would have, you might be able to get a lot of customers for a very short period of time.
3: Right, right. And you know, that's, that's going to be part of the messaging is that um, almost this messaging, and I'm not a marketer to the extent that Paul, our CMO is, but, and this won't be the tagline, but really what I want the messaging to be is that it's not the same fresh books that you knew, because I, I, who was a cloud accountant, had no clue that it had progressed. And the other thing that's important to say is that you know, I think the other thing that they did wrong from all that I can tell in the past that I want to do really differently is it's not a solution for everybody. And I won't tell you that it is like, you know, if you've got certain types of clients in inventory heavy, really complex um, job costing, I mean, there is some job costing, but not really robust, um, then it's not going to be the right platform. And so I'm not going to try to pull the wool over your eyes to say that it is. More so it's, it's defining who is the niche client uh, that it is a fit for yeah. and how do you work with your client inside of that platform that still looks and feels very different than the predominant platforms in North America, that being QBO and Zero, mm-hmm. uh, and even Sage. And so it does look and feel different because it was designed for the small business owner, but it's a different kind of way of thinking that we've established um, to work with your client and use the technology that your client can get into and do some of that invoicing that they're yeah. gonna be better at doing than, than a lot of the accountants or bookkeepers can do because they're do, living a day to day and then yeah. having more of the accounting features than it had in the past. Right. And then in terms of the roadmap, there's more accounting features on the horizon. Uh, and one of the things that I, I'm really looking for, for from this group of, of like the accounting channel and from the members that join the program, is that I want to lean on them to say, what What do you need next? And that that feedback is being taken really seriously inside of FreshBooks. There is a roadmap and um, and there's more features to come, but we want the feedback to say, tell us what you think is next yeah. and help us make those decisions. And we really want that voice.
1: Well, if you know anything about our community, they'll be happy to give it to you in space. <laughs> so if yeah, you ask for you just, just might get <laughs> it, right?
3: Yeah, totally. And I mean, the the guy who heads um, the product, like the, the PD team for that that leads the the, um, the accounting features, he's an accountant. And so you got him as an accountant inside of FreshBooks. You got myself as an accountant, and then you've got a year's worth of research that's been done by um, Matt Baker inside of FreshBooks as an executive, but then also um, an, an external consultant that FreshBooks hired to got, get us to this point. And I right. think that's one of the other things that they didn't do right um, based on what I can tell is that they didn't have the right expertise to know what does this channel need and who should you listen to and right. what feedback do you need to gather in order to unlock some features to get it to the point that more people will adopt it. And um, so I'm, I'm excited to have more of what I think are the right resources in place to actually create a, create a channel and create a program, but also then influence the product to keep building out the program.
1: Yeah. So where, where does, where does FreshBooks fit in the modern accountant's arsenal right now? Because like you, I'm, I'm technically certified in, um, in FreshBooks, uh, yeah. but did it a long, long time ago. Did um, you last
0: log in though?
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when, when it first came out, they had an amazing blog they had a really good blog that i was actually fairly active on okay um, and then it ended up just like fizzling out and dying um mm-hmm. but like if you go back if it's still there you'll probably find i was like pretty I a look. yeah
2: uh,
1: yeah person and well also i mean they're a toronto-based company right so you know i've been to a number of their events you know my yeah. stepbrother knows the founders uh fairly well um and i, I always thought they had a, they had a great vision and, and in the early days they were by far the best accounts receivable app, and where it fit in my um, in my quiver, uh, so to speak, was that it was the best possible accounts receivable app that would allow my clients to manage their AR very effectively and very easily in a way that was that made sense to them, and they mm-hmm. got it. And it integrated with Zero and QBO back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so where is it? Where is it today? Um, is it still? primarily an AR play is it is it is it a replacement is it there yet what other new features have they added that make it interesting for us to look at from from either an app perspective or a platform perspective
3: yep yeah, great question so it's still you know it's still you can still see the underlines of uh, the software starting as an invoice software you can still, you can the the most robust features inside of it right now are still on the invoicing side the right. project side the uh, um the proposals that sort of thing time um,
0: management was always solid too and like you said the invoicing it's mm-hmm. it's superior to any other tool out there
3: yeah yeah it's just got it's
0: customization the, and just the ease of use it really is kind of an idiot proof so, tool
3: yeah yeah for sure and that you can you can when you know that and you're in the app you could tell that that's still a strong suit now where they've made some big gains is firstly having a bank feed like that didn't exist in classic that's now is like how could you not have a bank feed right and i was actually joking to somebody the other day inside of freshbooks saying if freshbooks didn't have a bank feed i probably wouldn't have started because like (laughs) it's just the norm now to have a bank feed so that's certainly one place um but to to answer, and then the reporting has got a more robust. Um, the integrations have got more robust. Like it integrates with with Gusto in the U.S. for payroll. It we just launched our Payment Evolution integration for Canadian payroll. It integrates with Malartu for for out dashboarding. So it's starting to get some more of the integrations that are really important to an accounting professional.
2: Mm-hmm. But
3: I, you know, if I was if I was segmenting the type of client that it's for, it's for still one that Potentially your client does the invoicing because it is so easy to navigate for the client, but that it's service based. I mean that we're we're getting into now having Shopify and Square integration. So it's starting to and they 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 rapidly got those integrations out with COVID because so many businesses were going to online uh, e-commerce. Um, so you know, I would call it light e-commerce, not a big retail that's got really heavy inventory because it can't, it doesn't track inventory inside it. So you'd have to do something external. So it's, it's really those creatives, those consultants, those professional services. Um, uh, what else? like web design. Um, we've seen lawyers using it. We've seen accountants using it because the proposal, um, the proposals in it are quite robust. If you're not ready for something, more you know more robust in terms of an external platform for for proposals um that that's probably the best defined niche i can kind of share with you as to who it does it fit for and i'm not going to pull the wool over i just to tell you it fits for more like i mean a lot I, I, has I've,
0: changed
2: there's some, really? I,
3: there's some i've missed totally like you know i'm i'm rattling this off, off the top of my head but um it's 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 kind of i'm sure you can get your head around like it's those clients that that have the invoice and it's got to go out. And it's really important that that goes out very timely. Um, And then a lot of times your clients actually driving those invoices, because then they're going into a platform that they're not saying, I have no idea how to use this. Or I was like to use the word inspiring. Like if I, and I use this inside of Helm when I said, if I'm not, comfortable and inspired to go into the app i'm not going to go into it and we all know now that apps look so pretty software can look so nice and feel so good that if it doesn't look and feel good then you don't want to go in there and the same is going to happen for your client and i had this experience in the firmware i was like pulling teeth trying to get stuff from my client into the platform and it's because when they went into the platform they would say I have no clue how to use this. Meanwhile, as accountants we're always like, it's so easy. You just click here, 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 here. But the, the small business owner is like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And then they get behind and then I, as their advisor was frustrated because I'm like, I can't tell you your cash flow or I can't tell you anything about your KPIs because I don't have the data because you haven't entered it. Mm-hmm. So the the goal with this is that your client will be more, More likely to keep up to date with their information and get paid faster because it's usually the invoicing side that you're relying on them for, and because it's inside of a platform that they can use, that you can still then do your accounting and GL functions inside of that same platform.
0: Well, I had a client that uh, switched from FreshBooks, and it took him forever, and I kept pushing him, pushing him, pushing him. He he went eventually went to QBO. He just didn't want to give it up. He, yeah. he was so attached to it, even though he knew it was lacking what he needed to effectively run his business in many ways. He loved yeah. what he loved about it and it took him forever to give it up. And then yeah. sure enough, as soon as he got into QuickBooks Online, he's like, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do this to my invoices. And he got a little stressed out about it because yeah. he kind of said, well, why did you talk me out of this? He, he saw the vision later because he's a business that needed something bigger. Yeah. But the the, the um, commitment and the loyalty their customers have, yeah. Yeah. you don't ever hear them bad-mouthing it, right? They hold on to yeah. it for dear life. So it speaks they're, volumes.
3: They're support heavy. Like I, I'm actually really impressed with the level of support that they give. And I can say that because the first month that I was at FreshBooks, I hadn't told anybody yet because I spent a month in support and every position, no matter where you get hired, even Paul is the CMO who got hired last year. He would have spent the four weeks in support. And so I, I was answering tickets. In fact, I saw some come through from people I recognized and because of the conversation that we had before we got on that I had such a unique name, uh, even though it's only my first name, I didn't answer those tickets. <laughs> and so I, um, so, you know, they, they do have superior, superior support. And our goal is to then mimic that same support, but for accounting professionals, because we know that when it's like, it's like if you have a, a problem with your internet and you call in and say, did you restart your computer? Like nobody wants to hear that. And so it's kind of the same idea that we have dedicated support specifically for accounting professionals so they can talk, accounting talk. But um, it's the number, the number one thing that we get for feedback for clients or customers, sorry, who are coming off, is that their accountant is wanting to pull them off, and that they're trying to come to us, like FreshBooks, to say, "How do I keep in some that I can stay on?" And mm-hmm. that's part of, you know, when you go back to the marketing um, plan, when there's no conferences allowed right now, that's part of it is to just reintroduce FreshBooks. And there's times when when you're right, they it's not the right fit anymore. But there's times if if the accountant knew what they could do inside of FreshBooks now. I think that the cus the client, our our main goal, which is keeping the client happy and helping the client succeed, that they could stay on the platform that they're comfortable in if they can't realize they could do more functions than they re- like than they used to be able to do.
1: Right. Or maybe there is that uh, that hybrid where it's you know what you can stay on FreshBooks for your AR and you manage your AR, but we're gonna use for your backbone QBO or zero or something else. So, we're maybe moving you to a combined
0: thing Mm -hmm. because
1: I mean, truthfully, I don't know. Maybe the platform's there. Um, I haven't spent the time, the due diligence to know whether it's there. I'd be surprised because there's so much work to get it to. Like, I mean, it's it's going to be really hard. We know, like, even Sage is having problems catching QBO or zero, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, you know, and they've they've they're a much you know they they've been a lot around a lot longer than. Than FreshBooks, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, So it'll be it'll be hard for them to to compete in that space, which is why I, I've always believed that the best strategy for them is as as an app, not a platform.
2: Right. Yeah. Um,
1: and and to focus on because the big thing now with apps, and this is again just an, an opinion, and opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one, <laughs> and most of them stink. <laughs> but uh, the 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 reality is is that I, I think if they focus on you know, being the best app partner, that's something that accountants can grasp and understand. We know that it's good. Like, I don't think you've ever had an accountant doubt that they're a good AR tool. Right. No one has ever questioned that. It was when they came out with this whole... We're an accounting platform and we went whoa 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 yeah. hold, the, hold the phone false no,
0: advertising no. false advertising That's you're not That's what I used to think
1: yeah um yeah. and and they they alienated the community a little bit by doing that mm. and, and i'm sure that wasn't the intent like you said is is they were looking at this from the small business perspective and from the small business person they were yeah they could see that i mean the small business bo- owner thinks if they can manage it in their checkbook it's 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 an accounting application got you know, all
0: this you know, paper yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. i use excel
1: um, <laughs> And and it's not to say that people can. And I've 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 worked with some pretty shady books to get a file through, and you know from Excel to physical ledgers to uh, shoeboxes, right? So you can yeah. work with what you've got. Andrew's
0: yeah. not lying about the ledger. He has a client from from the eight is it the 18th century or the 19th century that still uses a, a, a classic double entry ledger, yeah. paper based.
1: Yeah, he's about 100 uh, years old, and he's still. He the literally literally the flip book yes like oh my literally and, and it's it's always funny because i pull it up and i go to look at the the supporting documentation on a journal entry and it's a photo <laughs> like we have like the um fujitsu like overhead scanner that takes a picture yeah. of books and yeah. it's like a photo of an actual book i'm like oh okay this and is then he digitizes it. it yeah yeah we digitize his ledger book <laughs> So that's it's amazing. it's paperless for us. It's hundred percent paper for him. Um,
3: yeah, I love that. <laughs>
1: you know, like I, I said, is right right now where where apps are going, is it's it's all about the interoperability with apps with mm-hmm. other apps, right? Mm-hmm. And so how does it how does it play nice? So I mean, I'm I'm very interested to hear that you say that that's a focus that they're working on. It's like how do we integrate with Payment Evolution? How do we integrate with? Um,
0: Zapier. Is it Zap Happy? I can't remember.
1: I it's zap yeah, happy. it is.
0: Yeah. There there's you go. A That's of, a big
3: one. Yeah. There's a lot so of non-native too. integrations through Zapier with it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. um, there's right, options and, there.
3: And it, it mm-hmm. does still integrate with with QBO. Um yeah. and even in the new platform. So so I think I think what what if I'm hearing you right, I mean I think there's probably some times when you could have your entire client um the more simplistic client, the one that um, you don't have to do some some of the as Maybe much of so the GL work. Very in
2: basic
3: yeah, yeah. I think I think it goes a bit beyond that, even just from, from my thoughts on it. But I, I get what you're saying, that once it gets to more complex, that you don't have to pull your client off because they're comfortable using it. And you can integrate it with something else, where you can do more robust GL on the back end, yep. until such time that, um, that FreshBooks is even more advanced than it is now.
1: And I think that would be a useful thing for the accountant community too, is like, how do you evolve a client who started as a small business, who was doing everything himself? Um, how do you evolve them, but still keep them involved, mm-hmm. uh, involved, but evolved, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and what does that path look like? And I think to the extent that, that, that you could do that, you're going to win over the community and you're going to win over the clients and you're going to win over and you're going to win for yourself, right? So that's right. the, the, the <laughs> trifecta.
3: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i mean and ultimately what i want to do is 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 give some something else to the community and i i think that you know it's a great conversation because i i was guilty of being in my firm where i decided this was the platform i'm using and it was it was really because i wanted it to be more efficient and create workflows around one platform only because we were such a small firm right. but in hindsight i actually had some blinders on because Although that was creating efficiencies for us, it was also creating some pain points for us that we'd have, we were trying to put some square pegs into round holes because the client wasn't comfortable with that tool. And And in hindsight, I'm like, hmm, yeah, I could see now how it makes sense to, in some cases, use more than one platform, because sometimes it it does actually create more headache than you gain with the workflow efficiency by putting your client into something that they're not. Yeah.
1: Are comfortable. We've, we've been platform agnostic from the beginning. In fact, what a lot of people don't know is actually I was more of a zero firm before I was more of a QBO firm. And we've had people on both platforms uh, forever. Um, and I think that that's, that's something that is, is really important. And I get the logic, like I'm a small firm. I can only be an expert in, in one platform. I'm going to be more efficient if I do that. Um, I think that that's um, holding people back. And I think, to the extent that they can be knowledgeable in multiple platforms, the more powerful that they are as a resource to to their clients, right? and and that's that's um, that's what we're here to do, right? We're here to be a resource for our clients. and we can't forget that they're the ones who pay our bills, right? Yep. Um,
2: yep. You
1: know as as a, a self-employed individual, uh, we who, who you know, most of us went into this because we don't like having bosses. We now have hundreds, if not thousands of yeah. bosses. right? And and how, how are we um, being a better resource for them? And we all know that being on top of apps and technology and being part of communities is important, but I think we get sort of, we get laser focused on, well, we can, we should just focus on QBO or we should just focus on zero. Uh, And I think we're starting to see people starting to merge now, but a lot of people I think have felt like you had to be a certain size before you could do that.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's really easy for me to say when I, I have a big enough firm that it wasn't a problem for us, but I'd like to believe that there's enough bandwidth. And, and also like, I mean, I have used both apps. They are, yes, they're operationally different. It's like using a Mac versus a PC. And I've, I've had this discussion before, but yeah. you know what? I use both a Mac and a PC and I can fucking figure out the two. It's, not, yeah. That, yeah. it's yeah. not that complicated and I can go back and forth, right? You know, yeah. Yeah. and I think that that's important for people to do even if they're not gonna recommend that product, but to be able to understand what it is, what they're doing better over here maybe, or what, so that we can go back to the platform that we're choosing to work with to say, hey, why aren't you doing this in your platform? Cause they're doing it over there mm-hmm. and we need it over here.
3: Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Or alternatively, the, the, I think that's a great point. And uh, maybe just to layer onto that, it's a, you know, everyone talks about niching and yeah. It's such a big conversation around niching, and then you can get more efficient with your tech stack and your workflow. I, and I was having this conversation with somebody who has a large firm, cloud accounting firm in Atlanta, and he he's actually said the same thing. He's like, once you actually open up the hood of most firms, they that even say they've niched, they're not niched. There's still diversity in their book of business, and so unless you truly are niched. You probably do need different solutions for different clients, and mm-hmm. and the people that are truly niched are few and far between, based on anything I've seen, and and you know other people that have asked about it, I've seen. So I mm-hmm. think I think you're right that there's there's reason to have more than one um, platform, and you know if I was going to do it differently, I would do that differently. That we decided quite early that we were going to adopt one platform, and then we started to layer in QBO, but in hindsight, I, I don't think I would do that again, and that would look broader. To not just give you on zero, I would look to something because I know there's clients that didn't mean all of that. And it, it was pain. It was the, when you talk about having a thousand bosses, it was like the boss that you didn't want to hear from was always the one that called and when he called or she called like, Oh dear God, what does this person want? And it's because that's probably the person, maybe not necessarily, but could be the person that you've got on the wrong app because they're calling because it's like this friction because yeah. the reason you call them is like get your stuff in the receipt bank, get your stuff into whatever, get your invoicing done. And that just creates a relationship that nobody loves. They hate hearing from me and I almost hate hearing from them too. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think I would do that differently.
1: And I think as, I mean, I could be wrong on this again, for anyone who's listening, I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, But I think the community is sick of the cliches. Mm -hmm. Stop, stop preaching to us about, you know, how we, we need to be niched, stop preaching to us about, you know, uh, whatever the area of focus is of the week, the flavor yeah. of the month. Yeah. Like, and, and just give us useful, practical advice to run and manage our businesses better because, um, I I I don't know. I personally am finding that that, you know, everything right now is about advisory, 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 niche, 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 value building, value or value pricing, value pricing, value. Yeah. Like th- those yeah. are the three things I hear over and over yeah. and over again. And I'm I'm personally getting sick of that
0: message. Are you I'm a hungry. trusted advisor, Andrew? Yeah,
1: am I a trusted advisor? And it's I'm not saying that those those messages are wrong, yeah. but like, don't we have more depth than this, people? Like. Yeah. Isn't there anything beyond these three subjects?
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. You
1: know, and and I'm I'm hungry um, for for more than that. Um, yeah. and I think I don't think I'm the only one that is. Yeah. Um, so I mean and I I'd love to hear that Freshbooks is launching an initiative to empower and create a community because we're also seeing that, that that is fading from some of the other organizations who have historically been amazing at that. Yeah. Uh, right. So there there's, and we know, like, as members of this community th- that this community is more than a platform. It's more than an app. It's more than a product. It, it is a um, something substantial and there's a need for someone um, to manage that in, in a way that's win-win, right. That's not yeah. completely self-service, but the yeah. reality is those who do will reap the rewards.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, I, I can't tell you um, how many people, how many stories I've heard of people coming, being exposed to, um, obviously Brad and I, are big in the in the Intuit community, being exposed to the Intuit community, seeing the conferences, and coming back and being like, "That's it, we're we're, we're moving everything into there." And the, and the value and, the, and the thing that you get from that, and and the goodwill that's been created by the relationships, and that I will always have love. Um, for Intuit because of the way that they, they nurtured the community, even if they like completely abandon the community, which they haven't done yet. I yeah. mean, there's a pulling back. Yeah. They haven't yeah. abandoned it by any stretch of the imagination, but even if they completely abandon it, I will always be grateful for them for being the people that, that were there for me at the beginning that made the introductions that helped me to build it because that was a big part of, of their messaging. And I think yeah. they've reaped tremendous rewards from this. Um, but there is now a tremendous opportunity for, FreshBooks, Wave, mm-hmm. Sage, to come in and say, "Hey, there, there's, there's an opportunity here. Yeah. Um, there's a community that's already created that's there, that is, is hungry for more." Um, now, that is, you know. Obviously, Brad and I are huge on the on the physical conferences, as you know, Tyler. Yeah, um, yeah,
3: going stir I miss, crazy. I miss them too, to be honest. Huh? And I've only been ingrained in them for the past few years, so I can exactly. imagine. Exactly. You
0: You've been but, at everything. You like Andrew and I focus on that those few Intuit events. I've seen you at zero events. I've seen you doing things all over the city you've you start up calgary you're involved um you're you're up for an award there so i don't know how you do it <laughs> i don't know how you do it
3: but yeah. i i agree like, that i've been the the like i i'm looking forward to the day in fact i'll be honest with you that when i made the decision to join fresh books i i had a nightmare that night that about not being able to now go to like the um, the Intuit and the bad. Zero conferences. <laughs> that, that was my nightmare that night when I made that decision, and I'm like, okay, I, I got, yeah, I won't be able Fresh to books go Connect, now, but I know we're we, we're talking. I'm about it. It's it's <laughs> on the roadmap, and then there's obviously a few that are still agnostic that once once conferences resume, we'll be able to go to. But um, yeah, and you know, I think I think you shared something really insightful for me because no matter which platform it's been, um, you know, there's been times when I've felt it too, that I think, gosh, like why is the platform doing this when I'm like one of their loudest raving fans, why are they doing that? Like, and like, you know, that and I think there's been some of that that's happened within zero and and QBO and like within to it. And I'm not as familiar, with there's not Sage has done anything like that. I think that we've all kind of felt that at times where it's like, what, Why are, why are they slapping my hand when I'm the one who's bringing them the business? And I think, I think you shed light on it in terms of there's that, um, that, that underlying, um, gratitude for what they gave you in community, not so much in app probably, but in community. And, um, that's, that's, that super, um, it, 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 like, honestly, when you said that, it's like, that makes more sense now because, Um, there's been times when I thought, Hmm, that's an interesting play, but yet there's a lot of loyalty still. And I can see that how the loyalties actually come from what you got at the conferences and the community that was built around you and that you became a part of and a valued part of, um, at those earlier stages.
1: Well, and in those earlier stages, the value that I was getting out of those relationships, meeting other accountants and professionals, that like me that and and at the time you know I was walking in there thinking i was a lone wolf all mm-hmm. what, we're all like this there's a bunch <laughs> of us ah! right yeah. and, and having that 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 power that community of like-minded people who were willing to share and were open mm-hmm. especially coming from a community where I wasn't used to that, right? I wasn't. I was used to everyone like holding their cards really tight. No one shared. No one told you their tips yeah. and tricks. And I was introduced to these people who were amazing people from all over the world. And that, that's one of the things that I mean is is going to be very very difficult to replicate. Those early years of QBO, bringing people in from the UK and Australia and yeah. Yeah. Uh, even India and 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 Brazil France. and yeah and France and you know the the having the exposure, I think helps us as entrepreneurs to understand, you know, global perspectives. And, and I think oftentimes, we need to, we need to see how other people are running things in different environments. I, I've always believed that you get your best ideas, oftentimes from other industries, and from completely random people. So I love having conversations with people who are in a completely different industry, a completely different niche, but still, they, they we speak the same language, we speak tech, yeah. and we speak numbers. Yeah. right. Um, and we can communicate yeah. that on that. And we all have a passion for technology. And we all know that we can't possibly all know the apps. So yeah. being able to talk to someone and then and hearing from them why they're using whatever it is they're using and why they love it, you're like, oh, yeah. well, maybe I should go home and play around with that. I didn't realize it could do that. Yeah. I knew it was a flow app, but I fucking didn't know it was going to change my life. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. um, and I think that that community is is such a critical part yeah. um and i will be like i said i will be eternally grateful for everything that Intuit has done for me for mm-hmm. building those relationships and friday night live would not exist if it were not for Intuit, because every single guest that i have met has been through uh, right. relationships that i've built through yeah. through this community um yeah. Yeah. so again yeah. eternally grateful um but uh there is now an opportunity to fill what i'm perceiving as a bit of a void as that is is weaning and i, I also you know um I get that the it evolved, right? Like, you know, we talk about the how it, it created this loyalty. It was such a brilliant, like, and I, I Intuit's an amazing marketing company. they one of the best marketing companies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, because if you go back to those early days of Intuit, like when I was a zero person, zero was a far, far better product than QBO was, and QBO was the first to admit it. They would be like, "Yeah, we know we're we're lagging," um, and I and they would say like, "You know what?" And, and like you're saying. To, to me now is, tell me what's wrong and tell me what we can do, yeah. And and we will do our best to fix it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. First of all, I'm never going to make you any promises, and I'm certainly yeah. never going to give you any timelines. Yep. I was, learned that mistake yeah. inside the helm really early. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I respected the fact that that um, that that they did that, and I think how they won me over um, when I went from from zero to QBO was, so first of all. I had a, B, uh, a BDM, a guy named Akshay, um, who was very pleasantly persistent, would call me every week, and I would, you know, I'd see his call, and I would avoid it, and I would see his emails, yeah. and I would delete it yeah. uh, for months. I'm like, I, I don't worry, I got, I got this. I'm, a, I'm on a great platform. I don't fucking need QBO. P.S., I hated QuickBooks Desktop, because my clients would fuck that shit up all the time, pardon my language, <laughs> and yeah. it was a nightmare to me, and dealing with this accountant's copy thing that you thought was a brilliant thing Oh, trend, yeah. It was oh my just God. fucking hell for me. You're getting
3: um, flashbacks.
1: Yeah, um, and I know some people love desktop, and I, I don't mean to hate on you guys, but um, I you don't I, hate I, it. I, I hated it. I got to be honest, I hated it, and I was an advocate. Not like not only was an advocate for zero, I was an advocate not to use QuickBooks. Right. I've clearly come full circle from that, mm-hmm. and that's because uh, Jim McGinnis. Um, so actually, actually got a meeting somehow randomly by actually. Um, calling in and then getting my office manager, Oksana, who who Brad's met. Um, And she's like, yeah. And she booked the meeting with me, her, and and these guys. So they like side-doored me into this meeting. And it was Akshay, Jim McGinnis, Chris Fudge, um, and uh, another woman who, uh, I can't remember, she went on to run Australia for a little bit. Um, But uh, they came into my office and Jim McGinnis, like, and I sat there and I said like, dude, I don't like QuickBooks. I'm not a big fan. I don't, I got zero. I don't need you guys. I'm fine yeah um and, and he's and jim said just said to me he's like yeah i get it you know we're not there yet but that this is the feedback we want we want to hear this yeah. I'm like what who the fuck wants to hear this yeah, yeah. You're on he's like actually this is yeah. exactly what we want to hear he yeah. goes, do me a favor we're, we're having an event um you know down at trump tower just down the yeah. god i hate using that name um just down the road from where, where my yeah. office is like, do me a favor just come check out one event yeah you know, like Fine, and Jim McGinnis. If you've ever, if you ever had the opportunity to meet the guy, great guy, the jolly giant. He was an amazing guy. Like seven feet tall. Yeah, very charismatic. Um, um, you know, very like, you know, for such a huge man of stature, not very intimidating. Very open, very warm, like a lot of people. Definitely. Um, and into it, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, it's a free lunch. Yeah. you you know, you've Figative. got, you, you, you've, you got, you, you baited the hook, uh, you yeah. know, and I'm like, this, this is, this is interesting. I, I'm, I'm at least willing to tell you what I don't like about your product. And if you're willing yeah. to buy me lunch to hear that, yeah. sure, let's do it. <laughs> and yeah. I went down to this event where I ended up meeting Brian Tritt. Um, and it was, it was really early days for, for, for QBO back then. Yeah. Um, and then next thing I know, Brian trick brings me in for an accountants council, where I basically sit there and tell them about how zero is such a better product than, <laughs> PBO, which it, it was at the time. Yeah. And, um, and what did they do? they listened to me. They took my feedback. They didn't take everything that I said and yeah. did it, but yeah. what they did do is some of the things I said, they took and they delivered and they delivered quite rapidly. Like right. i'm talking within three to six months yeah three to six yeah. months they turn around and the features that i said it's pointless without this they had yeah and yeah. i was like wow and then when when chad davis who was a big zero guy
2: yeah <laughs> everyone knows
1: that, that yeah, yeah. No, personally. <laughs> he, he actually I had an interesting conversation with him and i hope he doesn't mind me sharing this um but he we sat there at uh the the first intuit event that we we went to the first qb connect in san jose
0: um, mm-hmm. and we were
1: talking about like this whole, like, and we could see it, like there was this like community and everyone was a part of it. And I'm like, I don't get it. The product's not there yet. Like, why are these people so passionate about it? Cause I, I hadn't, I hadn't bought in entirely at, at this point yeah. yet.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and he, and he just goes to me, he goes, he goes, Andrew, let, let me put it this way. Zero might be the better product. Um, but Intuit has more developers on staff than zero has staff. Right. I'm like, <sighs> That is okay. a very oh. important message that yeah. I need to absorb.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I sort of went with, um, okay, who's, who's, who's going to hear me and, and let me be a part of the vision of the future. Yeah. And, and let's not look where we are today, but where we're going mm-hmm. and will I have the path? Will I have the ability to be a part of that path and part of that future? Yeah. Um, and I, and I certainly felt that I did, um, mm-hmm now where I'm struggling right now is I'm starting to feel that I don't so much have share that same path for the future. Um, And, and I'm hoping I'm wrong and I'm not writing it off. Uh, It's just, obviously there's been a lot of changes. Like, and I I just still sort of feel like I don't really even know many people and into it anymore. Right. And it was, it was such a relationship driven thing for me. Yeah. Um, And now I'm, I'm personally hungry for that somewhere else. So, could that be FreshBooks? Could be. I don't know. Um,
3: it,
0: yeah,
1: well, you just, heard it here first. No promises. Um, no promises.
0: there's there's no surprise there. Andrew's been kind of the way his business is structured. It makes sense to have some flexibility. Uh, the types of clients he brings on are pretty basic. They're IT consultants. Mm-hmm. Um, he's able to to build a lot of scale around it. So throwing another application or two at them is 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 definitely the way to go. Now, so my story is not Trump Tower or anything like that. They just kind of <laughs> out of the blue said, "Would you like to come to San Jose?" and I didn't have a clue what that even meant. And that's where Andrew and I met. I didn't I didn't know. They just said, "Here's a ticket, come on down, mm-hmm. spend a week with us." And I drank the Kool-Aid. And that's when I was a zero guy then, I was a sage. I was fresh books um and wave. You know, I was the cloud accounting guy. I was going to know everything. Yeah. And you know, just just a couple days in San Jose and the the, the what, what uh Rachel Fish calls the Intuit Halo effect. Um, it works. I drank a lot of the green Kool-Aid and I came back to Calgary and I decided to be exclusive. So,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
0: Andrew's point about their marketing is amazing because they create this this amazing loyalty. Of course, they can trip up here and there, but they, they mean well. I believe that. So that's ultimately why why I jumped ship and just went solo and stuck with the, the one label.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, surprise, surprise again, we're down to the last 10 minutes of the show. How do we Don't get that? Quickly. How it always yeah.
0: happens so fast.
1: It always does fly by. And I did want to, because I mean, I was really um, touched um, by empowering Tana. Um, and I, you know, if you're willing to share I'd love for you to talk uh, a little bit about what that is and 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 why you started it.
3: Sure, you know, and I, I'll uh, full disclosure. I mean, I, I came up with I've had this idea in my mind for for quite some time, and I kicked it off last year. I mean, you guys have asked how do you keep doing everything? That's one thing that has kind of been put on the back burner. That it's still there and it's still brewing, but it needs to be brought back to the forefront. But the intention around it. Is to be focused on um, specifically on girls and women with autism, and I, in a world where we're talking about being not like having more diversity and not being um, ex- exclusive or in- and lacking inclusion, um, what's happened is that you know, as a mother of a daughter with with autism, a lot of the resources are very broad and very <laughs> most diagnosis of autism are boys and what that means is that the resources that are focused on girls and then women with autism are very limited and you know at the end of the day as much as we're all human we still have different makeup and and different um different challenges as being a male or female whether you have autism or not i mean my husband and i have this conversation often where There's times when I, even in Calgary, where I won't go somewhere by myself at night versus he's six foot two, he will go anywhere by himself anywhere. And so, you know, there's just even differences like that, that a girl has that uh, that some men don't have. And so the intention of that is to find um, one kind of collaborative spot to have resources that are focused around, um, you know, kind of adolescent to adult girls and women with autism and the challenges that they have and having, you know, a parent resource center, a support um, resource center that all just is like, almost like this big, (laughs) big library of resources that anyone can tap into when you're like, I'm dealing with this, man, hormones is the biggest one. We were just talking before that my daughter's gonna be 13 next month. And hormones is a big one that when you start to try to investigate, Girls and with autism and dealing with hormones, there there's not much there, which is kind of what started this path of trying to put something collective together that would be a global resource center because across um, there's no borders when it comes to th- those types of pieces of information.
1: And I think the one thing that that when, when I when I read that and I saw that I'm like, well, first of all, it gives me um, a lot of insight. First of all, into your character. Um, <laughs> number one, obviously the the amount of hard work and drive that you must have to manage all the different things that you're doing. Plus to, to manage children. We all know most of us have children. We, we know how difficult it is, uh, yep. managing children at the best of times, but also a, a children with special needs. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and for you to be the type of person that's not only going to do that and certainly never, never step back or falter from your ambition, your career, your drive, um, your motivation, First of all, that's that's outstanding in and of itself, but more importantly, to then be like, okay, look, I found a need here, there, there wasn't something for me, mm-hmm. so why don't I take my experiences and my knowledge and build something so that other people won't struggle with this issue the way I did, which is, I mean, at least what I've taken away from it, I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm assuming that that's where where some of this is coming from, right? Um, and I think that that yeah. says a lot about yeah. your character that you would put, because obviously it takes work and effort. And, that, and I get that it's been a little bit of a, a back burner and it's probably not your most urgent priority, but the simple fact that you're even building it or even on your agenda, um, I think to me says a lot about, about you and you your character. character. And, and so I wanted to just take a few minutes to share that. And, and for anyone out there, you know, who, who has a child with autism or knows a child with autism, um, you know, uh, maybe there's there's some information there that you might find helpful, uh, and you know, I encourage everyone to to share and and share that message because, um, you know, uh, the, there's lots of people who don't know how to find this information, um, and so you know, let's get that message out there for Twila if we can. Okay. Um so on that note, we have five minutes left. Um, Twila still there? She hasn't moved for a while. I, uh, she seems to have frozen. I, <laughs> I scared her off, <laughs> as the thing we do. I, I do think she has lost her. Amazingly enough, I thought it would be me that would lose the the connection, um, and uh, <laughs> apparently it, it's Twila. So we're we're running on the hour. So hopefully Twila will will get you back in and uh, unfrozen or whatever the case might be. Because I just saw like a little. There. there she's nope. back yay <laughs> now we lost her. I was like did I just scare her off with what yeah. I just <laughs> said? yeah no. she
0: was th- she was in thought she was doing the Trudeau moment when he got asked that question I, about Trump and then he sat on it for what 20 seconds 30 uh, seconds I thought I maybe it was one of those moments I
3: didn't I didn't I didn't hear I didn't hear that so Look, you'll um, have to go back and watch the replay <laughs> it was all think, good it was I all think, love I did hear you say some very kind words and that's what I was saying when I think I could have was thank you for that and um you know parenting is just tough let's be honest yes. no matter what yeah. it's tough and so um you know I have a different a different kind of circumstance but I believe everything is supposed to be exactly the way it is and I consider it a gift that I have her that has the challenges that she has cuz truly it forces me to slow down sometimes
1: yeah is she
3: your only child, Twyla? She is because she was diagnosed at 22 months and I never envisioned having an only child. I was not an only child. Um, but when she was diagnosed, I, I was an entrepreneur at that time. And I decided that if I have another child, then will I be able to still have a career that's as, you know the type of career that I wanted? and give her everything that she deserves. And Mm -hmm. so um, I was nervous to have another for feel that I was already balancing, like being self-employed, having a child and then a child that had some extra challenges. And then I'm like, how do I fit another kid into this? And I think every time you say yes to something you're saying no to something else. And Mm -hmm. I made the choice to not um, have that second child because I I decided that between all that I've got going on even at that time and her, that that would be enough. Yeah.
0: That's, that's a that's a very similar decision we had we, i have an only son now he was born healthy but we had some challenges um very early stage they actually told us to give him up um Goodness. we wanted second and third opinions they gave it um they gave us 10 percent odds of a healthy outcome and it worked out great but same wow. thing once um once uh, christopher was born we kind of went do you want to have another he said no that was that was not that was a, a big enough scare and you know being an only child um i'm sure it, it's it can be a little lonely for him at times but it it means we can spend more time with with their with our son so yeah it's totally. uh it's it's also much easier to, to vacation and, and all yeah
3: there's things. some benefits for sure yeah. benefits.
0: it's cheaper <laughs> Kids have the kids take up space, their toys and all their stuff. They're,
3: they're
1: expensive
0: too. Like <laughs> there so you I go, the accountant it, in us. Going
1: from <laughs> one to two is not twice as much work. It's like three times as much work. Uh, I thought
3: it was supposed to be fifty percent more work.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: They uh, play with one another, no? Yeah, they fight with one yeah. another
0: is what they do. Yeah, that's what I used to do. I had two brothers and I got the scars to prove it.
3: yeah
1: Yeah. that's Uh, cool i I have learned from being here with my college and being able to finally blend bubbles with my family we've got six kids up here and um when you go from when you go from two one to two they're just like fighting squabbling all the time but you go to two to six and it's like they self-manage and it's like the most beautiful thing in the world
3: figure
1: it out yeah Um, but we are at time, um, and, and so I do want to, um, as we wrap up uh, here, maybe Twyla, you can just tell us, you know, um, how can people find out more about what um, FreshBooks is doing about community, if they want to be involved, how do they get involved, um, you know, what does that look like um, in the next, you know, weeks, months, years? Yep, yeah.
3: yep, yeah, for sure. So um, probably easiest places would be to go to the website which is freshbooks.com forward slash accountants. Um, that's where they'll find a bit more information about the program and then even from there if you send an email to accountants at freshbooks.com and say that you're wanting it to come to me then it'll come to me. But My my email address at freshbooks is just my first name dot my last name at freshbooks.com. So and then of course I'm on I'm on Twitter and Facebook and so so so. Spell your
1: last name <laughs>
3: <laughs> so my last name i'd spell it is that what you said yeah yeah so my last name is v is in victor e-r-h-e-l-s-t
1: yep though <laughs> yeah. so i guess anyone who's watching on facebook can actually just see you tagged <laughs> everyone yeah, everyone so. knows
0: you anyways they probably have a million different contacts for you yeah
1: i mean <laughs> one of the things is we never even got into the whole marketing initiative that you did with your videos which by the way, I think you did the amazing- video of the day. Yeah, yeah.
0: You, you had the whole world literally following yeah. you. You had followers from all over the world doing their, their right. videos of the day. Yeah. Twitter then- was probably going, what the heck is the volume on social media? just went through the roof. In Jan- uh, it was January.
1: And to me, yeah. I, what I loved about it, again, is you were empowering people. Yes. Um, and I, I love that. And, and, I, and I think it was amazing. I wish we'd sort of – it's one of those things, the show is always – we end up running out of time, always. So maybe we'll talk yep. about it in the after show. Um, <laughs> but but again, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, and uh, we'll see everybody again, I guess, uh, next week. Thanks so- for
0: coming, Twyla. It was, a, it was great to you. get caught up. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And best of luck at the new gig. Thank yeah.
1: you so much. You're going to rock it. OK. Thank you. Brad, you going to end the live for us?
0: Oh, well, how do I do that?
2: <laughs> We're still live.